Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim and Eden. Hey, Eden. Hi. It's just us today. Yes, yes. <laughs> Here, I'm excited for this topic today. Um, we did want to give, you know, a little info really quick on, we, we don't very often talk about what we do, and I wanted to start the episode out by just sharing that we've been deciding to give that info to you guys more often just because we want to serve. And so um, real quickly, I, Kim, um, I do life and business coaching and intuitive readings. And then Eden is an evidential medium who does automatic writing and inner child healing. And so we are both available for sessions with clients and you can contact us through our Talk Purpose and Truth website. So just wanted to shout that out. And go ahead. I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're excited. So we've had a few people write in about a common thing we both get with clients and with people writing in is the fear of being vulnerable and the topic of vulnerability. And I just think that um, that's something that isn't addressed that much. We don't learn it in school. And it's most often felt as anxiety about being rejected, shamed, or judged as inadequate. So I want everyone listening to let that sink in. Like, hmm, do I ever feel like that? And so we wanted to start, before we go into more, we're going to be going into, like, how can you learn to be more vulnerable? And what are ways and examples of being more vulnerable? And what does that mean for men? What does that mean for women? And how does that affect your relationships and friendships and things like that? But we wanted to start by giving you little stories, little quick stories about how our, we are being vulnerable. And sometimes being vulnerable is sharing a story of something that happened to you that yeah. might, might at one time have felt embarrassing or vulnerable to share. And the, the, the cool thing that I think both Eden and I can say, I can ask you after Eden, um, <laughs> I've really, I've done so much work on myself that I've gotten to a place that I don't really feel that vulnerable about anything anymore because I just kind of let it all out and don't care. Like I care, but I don't care if that makes sense. And so I just feel more free. I feel happy. I feel at peace with it. And so if I share something from the past, I'm able to do so without feeling the fear of being rejected or inadequate because Ashamed. I love right. Yeah, because I love who I am. And I'm sure there's a few things here and there I could find that I still have some vulnerable feelings, but I can push past that and do it anyway if I need to. And so I'll start. Um, I'll give a story. And then at the end of, of our, our vulnerability topic, we'll give more. Um, so Eden was talking about this topic of being roofied. Um, about somebody she knew and I said oh my gosh I think I was years ago and I still don't know for sure if that's what it was but years ago I think I was like 20, 22, 23 I went to a concert and I went to see Porno for Pyros which is the guy from Jane's Addiction and we went to Big Bear I think it was like Mountain High or Big Bear and I was with a girlfriend 
And we went up back then I drank, I don't drink now. And we went up to this booth that they were selling beer. And it was the guys that actually worked there and represented the beer company. And they were like kind of flirting with us. So I was like, Oh, Hey, you know, just being nice. <laughs> and they're like, here, have a free beer. So I thought it was fine because they were the workers. So that's kind of scary because they work. Wait, there. did you think though, did you have a, like a second thought? Like, Oh, is this okay? Because no, of, like you did. So you never even like thought about possibility, the no, possibility of being roofed there. No, because yeah. you know, like the kind of the same thing as if you went to a restaurant and mm -hmm. someone served you it was like a little booth of selling it for the company so you don't usually think like oh god the waiter is going to do that you know or the worker is going to do that so I still don't know what happened but I only had one beer and all of a sudden one beer back then I could handle no problem it wouldn't even get me buzzed mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I wake up like everything was black. I don't even know. I don't remember anything, nothing. Wow. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm in this like room where first aid people and like nurses are taking care of me and like checking vitals. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And they're like, oh, you're in the infirmary. And they, we carried you here because you passed out. Yeah. And I just remember like being totally like feeling really out of it and strange and sick. And I had contacts so dry in my eyes that they fell out and so I was seeing blurry because mm. I needed contacts at the time and so I couldn't even see well and I felt so sick and I ended up finding my friend she came to find me and I just remember we drove home and I felt like the sickest I've ever felt like I felt so gross almost like I had to go to the hospital I ended yeah. up being okay but it was very scary luckily my friend was there with me because who knows what could have happened and luckily I was at a concert yeah. where they could take care of me. Um, but it just goes to show you it's really hard to know who you yeah. can trust in something like that because they work there, you know? That's so scary. I know. Um, one thing I thought of is that you would think that the reason for them roofing someone is so they can do Get something to you. Yeah, right. but uh, it doesn't seem like they tried to do that. But it had to be something because I hadn't taken anything. It was just one beer. Yeah. It had to be something. Oh, it sounds I, like it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it just it's it's a scary thing, and yeah, you know, I felt, I felt like weird and kind of stupid, even though it wasn't my fault. Like, I, you know, I didn't do anything strange. I didn't take drugs or anything. But yeah, you know, it just it just I remember feeling really freaked out about it. Yeah, for sure. It could be traumatic too oh maybe that's some another ptsd one. yeah <laughs> it's another another reason <laughs> yeah another reason you're so crazy um <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's making me cough <clears throat> um yeah so my story um this is i feel embarrassed by this Bill. Uh, um let me think I feel embarrassed for my younger self. Okay. Like maybe, maybe that's it. Um, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's it. Um, some people I've shared this with, but um, I had a boyfriend when I was younger and it was um, starting, I think, in junior high, but it went on for a few years. And um, it's so dumb, but this is showing a pattern <laughs> It's, I'm so dumb. It just shows a pattern of like how much I allowed 
people to hurt me without speaking up. Um, but he would break up with me every summer because he would go to Hawaii with his family and he would <laughs> say to me, um, I, I want to break up with you so that when I'm in Hawaii, I don't cheat on you. And then when I come back, we'll get back together. So that happened, I feel like at least three times, three summers. Mm-hmm. And I was just, yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> How many years were you with him? It was like a like five on and off, but like a good straight five, but it was still like kind of not all the way through. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just it's, it's so. Yeah. Well, now you, this is the thing for, for everyone listening is so important because I think we forget this as humans is that if you're looking at something from your childhood or your past or being young and you're like, what, what was I doing? How ridiculous. It's because now you have higher understanding and you've evolved And so it's normal that you're going to look at it like, whoa, but during it, you really didn't all the way know what was going on and you had some sort of beliefs about it. Um, And it's common. It's common that we have, you know, a lot of young girls or young people have mistakes like that where they're like, oh, I put up with that. I can't believe it. But it was just our part of our journey. And so to look at that with compassion for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted um, at the time. I know the reason I said it was okay is because I wanted, he was, he was like the most popular guy in school and, and I got to be with him. So it was um, like, I just wanted to make sure it, I kept him and that um, he liked uh-huh. me. He, he, he just wanted to, um, I guess if I, if I went against it, then I wouldn't have been able to walk around and say that this guy was my boyfriend mm-hmm. um, and yeah it was all about that and the status and and the way that I looked and um presented was you know presented on the outside so totally. yes yeah, acceptance I just yeah. wanted I just wanted to make sure he didn't get mad at me and that, that's the biggest thing it's like I I freak out now I well been working on it but when someone gets mad at me you when, someone, when someone's upset with me, yeah, I right. I want to hurry up and fix it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so pleasing. Yeah. I've I've always been like that, but I've changed in the last like five years, I would say, like and conquered that. But I think a lot of people have that, you know, and you've gotten a lot better with that too. Yeah, it's funny too, and I've found that I've discovered this too, which is, um, <laughs> my family could vouch for this that I had no problem having confrontation with a stranger mm. but when it came to someone that I needed love from I wouldn't speak up so um, that's probably besides besides being protection for yourself when you when I used to know you in high school and I thought like you were intimidating or like you know uh-huh. bitchy or hard or whatever then it was probably that you had a lot of pent-up stuff from other things that you couldn't let it out on yeah yeah I had to just take it yeah. yeah, especially the males, the males. It was easy, yeah. easy for me to act, uh, lash out at a female, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never yeah. you never lashed out at me and you used to say hi to me. But I always had this like, oh, I'm kind of intimidated by her. I... You had this like power. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's so funny. You had this like powerful like energy. Like, really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Well, I'll tell you, I wanted to portray that yeah 
So I'll be honest. I be I will be honest with that. Not yeah. because like I wanted to people to feel low less than me or whatever. I, did, I didn't. I don't feel like I was trying to be mean, but I did want people to think I was like popular and mm-hmm. to look up to me. Yeah. 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 How- Woo. I Ooh, know. <laughs> All right. Well, that was very vulnerable. So Brene Brown says that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. And it's only through this that we can forgive, create new ideas, have deeper emotional connections. So we want to talk about emotional vulnerability here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say this. This is not on on the list of things to talk about, but I just got this notification on my phone. I think uh-huh. it's interesting. It's it says that um, the um my oh, it left it left. Oh my gosh. Okay, Ferris Bueller actor crashes into Hollywood pizza shop. Oh no! And I think who is it? Who? Okay, I'm, I tried to click on it, and it's I think it's the the guy, the friend. Who, oh no! Who's it's, and it feels very ironic because in the movie, his he crashed uh-huh. his father's car, Can't and now, work. yeah, yeah. But when I click on it, it goes to something else, so I don't really okay. know. But that's really well. Weird. That that just made me think of. I would love to just like kind of jump in really quick before we keep going. And this is, I think it can be related. Is is you know just say that we're very sad about the death of Matthew Perry and we loved him and. Um, not only his his work in the movies and on Friends and shows, but also because he did a lot to give back to the addiction community and to mental health. And I think that he had a lot of shame and anxiety, and that is tied a lot to vulnerability, letting people see your true self and not putting up a front that everything is okay. And I think he did that. Yeah, I think so too. It's very, very sad. We also had um, a soap opera that, passed away yeah yesterday from general hospital um um i can't think of his name anyways um tyler tyler christopher Uh um and yes and he's he was a big icon from general hospital and uh it was uh, it it was another i believe it was another um addiction something something about him yeah because he was back and forth too very similar to um, Matthew Perry. So there's just, it's just very mm-hmm. sad, very sad. And also Suzanne Summers. So we, we miss her too. I love her. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. So we're going to go into a little bit with relationships. So, um, when it, we also learned some of the points that we wanted to talk about was that uncertainty, uncertainty is a given in, in life. It's just a given with everything but it is deeply tied to anxiety. So a lot of times when we have anxiety or worry or the fear of something, it's, it's tied to being uncertain. Yeah. And, um, did we already read the Brene Brown? I think that's important. Right. We did. Okay. (laughs) I'm like so lost. Um, so when we feel the uncertainty, it, it just like, it does tie to so much when we are seeking that, from the external. And um, I think that goes along with like the boyfriend thing, because I think for me, like, for example, in that case, if I would was secure inside, then I would have spoken up and said, no, 
that's not okay with me. <laughs> I, you know, I, and I, um, I think that, that uh, the opposite of that is people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is like that big insecurity on the inside that um, it's hard to even be vulnerable. I have a client who I was talking to the other day and she said that, you know, she was very interested in this guy and he had the same feelings, but it's not working out because she's afraid to tell him how she feels. So it's just so simple, little, little things like that. When we're, we're not feeling secure within, then um, we're so afraid. It's, it's like a shameful thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just the, it, a lot of it can be tied. The, the fear of being vulnerable and emotionally vulnerable is almost always tied to things in childhood that happened and got imprinted on you that maybe you had someone make you feel rejected or maybe you feel a lack of trust in the safety of something. There's so many things that could have happened in childhood. And if you didn't shake them off or heal them or deal with them, then a lot of times that will block your ability to all the way be vulnerable. And that's sometimes what causes some relationships to not work or like your client, it's not even moving forward. And so, you know, a lot of people will feel rejected, like, the fear of being rejected if the person you love or even your friend doesn't love you back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so feeling a lot of it is tied to feeling unworthy and not loving yourself. So the, the key is working on yourself, you know, to learn confidence, to learn vulnerability. And sometimes it is doing that like, okay, I'm going to, let's say you go out with a group of friends and you usually have your walls up and you actually consciously say to yourself, okay, I'm getting ready for this event. And I am going to share something that I don't normally share and just let it out. Like, I'm just going to push past the fear and let it out. And then let's say you go do that. Then you want to make sure you pat yourself on the back and go, okay, my brain, I did that. Like, damn, that was amazing. I feel much freer and lighter and I can do this. And then what happens is you're telling yourself, your mind starts to go, oh, that's a normal way of being. I'm going to start getting in the habit of doing this. And you keep on working on doing that more and more. And you feel lighter and freer and more true to yourself. Yeah. And more true to yourself. I think that's the the theme that's going on today in our society where people are really waking up to who they, remembering who they are. Right. And another quote by Brene Brown, the other one you can share. Okay. Which one? (laughs) Most women. Okay, most women feel that their role is up to to balance it all. Oh, oh, okay, I'm reading it wrong. Most women feel that their role is to balance it all, do it perfectly, and never let them see you sweat. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown says this about men. Most men feel that they follow the rule, that, that they need to follow the rules, do not be perceived as weak or be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like even like asking, you know, the whole you know, common thing that they say about men, they won't ask for directions. So (laughs) that's like an actual vulnerability to ask for directions. Yeah. Yeah. Or ask for help. That's funny. Yeah. But women, um, I, this one, it makes so much sense. I mean, I can really relate to that. Like feeling Mm -hmm. we want people to, um, to perceive us as like having it all together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I used to be like that. I used to feel like I have to be perfect. And so then I would feel really not enough if I acted weird or or messed up on something. 
And until I learned that it was okay, it was actually good. Now I embrace it. And if I do something stupid or silly or whatever, I'll even tell my kids, look, see, you guys, I'm not perfect. I mess up, you know, like <laughs> show them it's okay to mess up too. Yeah. And I think, I think that's even great on social media. Like sometimes I'll go on social media and I'll do a video and it comes across really dorky or even on our show. We do this. Like, if like we have I've been doing this, like every thing that we record is I keep messing up, <laughs> <laughs> but it's better because it shows people that they can also be vulnerable and mess up and be messy. And it's okay. It's okay to be like that. Um, another thing, and I know you can talk about this, Eden is, is the emotional exposure, the fear that, let's say your loved one, the person you're dating, your friend will get to know you better than you know yourself. And you fear they will mirror back to you the insecurities you try to cover up and that mm -hmm. they'll see, see the real you mm -hmm. or all of you. So like, do you know an example of this? That just came up in um, a session today where um, this, she was in a relationship with someone and everything was so good. Um, and then suddenly he just like, he just left and she didn't understand. And, and so it came through this exact thing came through that she, mm -hmm. um, he doesn't feel secure on the inside. And, and so, and she's got it all together. I mean, she seems like it on the outside. And so he doesn't feel uh, worthy of, um, her, but it's also like she, her, her confidence her empowerment, um, it it brought up for him like a reflection, like she's holding up a mirror for him to have to look at himself. And that brings out his own insecurities. And he didn't want to deal with anything like that. So he just escaped. He ran. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it happens in friendships. Like I know that Edwin's had, my husband's had a couple of friends who admitted it. Like one friend told me and the other friend told him that, they have to stop being his friend because, he, and it's not anything he's doing. He's the same person, but he's successful. He's positive. So they are around him and it's reminding them of what they're not doing. Like they're not, they haven't really like done as much. They're negative. And so it's like a mirror of like, oh no, I'm not doing these things. So I'm going to run because I don't want to deal with that. And I think yeah. that sometimes people wonder why they're ghosted by someone. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it could be something like that. But a lot of times they don't, the runner doesn't know that's what's happening. <laughs> right, right. It's amazing yeah. guys actually admitted it because that's rare. Like, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's been working on himself. Right. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that it it just brings out so many insecurities, too, with like, then she feels like there must be something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It makes you wonder. But but it's it's important, you know, for those listening to try to catch that in yourself. Like, am I doing that? Am I shutting someone out? Am I afraid of uncovering things about myself that I might have to deal with? Because that's very common. Like, some people just don't want to go there. And let's say it's about sharing a very scary private story. That's a common one. Like, like mm -hmm. you're in a relationship, you're in a friendship, and you, you have this trapped big section of you holding this story of something that happened to you that you've never shared with them. And you're like, no, no, I'll just keep it stuffed down. I don't need to tell them. It's something I never want to tell anyone. It's so horrible. I don't want to relive it. But 
the key is if you allow yourself to let out that story and relive it, even though it might be hard to deal with going through it again by talking about it, the after effects eventually, sometimes after a, a few days, will be like, oh my gosh, I feel lighter, I feel freer, I feel more myself because I've let out that repressed emotion. Yep. But yeah. that takes vulnerability. It does. <laughs> it just goes yeah. back to that. Vulnerability. <laughs> which, which is like, it takes bravery and courage too and strength. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So we're going to stop here in our little episode and we're going to continue with part two in vulnerability, emotional vulnerability. So thank you all for listening to this part. And we love, you know, any questions be sent to talkpurposeandtruth.com. And we'll see you on the next one, part two, vulnerability. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.